I'm Dave Cauley, investigative journalist and host of the podcast, Cold. Don't miss Cold's new Season 3, where I look into the unsolved disappearance of Cherie Warren, a woman last seen leaving her job at a Salt Lake City office in 1985. Police cast suspicion on Cherie's estranged husband and boyfriend, but never made any arrests or recovered Cherie's remains. Find Cold Season 3, The Search for Cherie, anywhere you get your podcasts. Inside Sources. Behind-the-scenes experience in Washington and around the world. Here's the opinion page editor of the Deseret News, Boyd Matheson, on KSL News Radio 102.7 FM and 1160 AM. Good afternoon, everyone, and welcome to Inside Sources. I am Boyd Matheson, opinion editor at the Deseret News. Welcome to second Monday of the week, although it is actually a Thursday, not to get anybody uh, too confused there. And uh, there is a rule that when you have a second Monday, you don't have to wear a tie. So I am tie-free today. Uh, even though I brought one with me just in case, because it seems like every time I don't bring a tie to the office, I end up having to wear a tie. So we have the tie just in case. Uh, we've got a lot of ground to cover. Our extended version of Inside Sources will be with you all the way until 3 o'clock today and a lot of ground to cover. Uh, and we're going to go right to it today. Uh, we've got Representative John Curtis on the line from Washington, D.C. Representative Curtis, thanks for joining us. I am pleased to join you, but I'm a little uh, disgruntled that I didn't get the uh, no tie alert. <laughs> but you always you're always rocking the cool socks, so uh, you know you can I, always I go without my, a tie. <laughs> and and my tie matches my socks, just in case you're wondering. All right, there's the visual for everybody. You took to the floor of the United States House yesterday and gave an impassioned plea for something that uh, has been going on for a long time, uh, dealing with the medical device tax. And uh, give our listeners just a little background there. Why is this such an important thing for Utah? Why did you take to the floor yesterday to discuss this? Well, thanks for giving me the opportunity because it is important, and it's important for Utah. Uh, Back in 2010, the ACA had a provision in it that, that taxed uh, medical devices, 2.3%. Now, this is an unusual tax. It's not a, a it's not a consumption tax. It's not a it, it taxes the sales of these medical device providers, and um, it, it really is clamping down on innovation. It's it's clear to see that it's hurt innovation. It's hurt this industry. It's cost the country 29,000 jobs since it went into effect. What's what's unfortunate is Congress can clearly see it's a bad tax. But we don't seem to have the stomach to, to, to permanently repeal it. So we keep repealing it for a year or for two years, and we just kick the can down the road. Everybody knows it's a bad tax, um, but they won't permanently eliminate it. And you can imagine if you're a medical device provider trying to plan uh, for the future when you don't know what the burden of this tax is. It's, the burden for some of our Utah companies, per company, is, is millions of dollars. Yeah. And, uh- uh, this is this is money that'd like to pile back into R and D. They'd like to pile into to facilities uh, to, to further grow their companies and jobs and and keep the United States ahead. Uh, we are leading, and this is one area where we're leading, and we want to stay ahead. And the, and the tax is a, is a real detriment to all of that. Yeah, and this this is ties all the way back to the initial run of Obamacare, if I'm not mistaken, was when that uh, initially kicked in. And and as you said, Congressman, you've Congress has just kicked this down the road just a little bit at a time. It seems like a bipartisan thing that everyone has recognized that uh, this is not good uh, for the economy. It's not good for patients. 
Um, give us a little more insight in terms of uh, this innovation component to it, because it, it, it is impacting innovation. And again, we have a lot of medical device companies here in Utah uh, that, as you said, would really like to plow this money back into innovation and, and moving things forward. So it's, it, we estimate that $300 million since this went into effect would have gone back into R&D that did not. Hmm. And that's substantial. You can imagine taking that out of the R&D budget uh, of, of such an important uh, part of our economy. And it's what's unfortunate about this is it was used in the Affordable Care Act to help make the numbers work. Right. So this is the irony of it. Okay, let's reduce the cost of health care by taxing health care products. Right. <laughs> and you can see the irony of that and how frustrating that, that is. To be It'll honest. be different this time. It'll be different. <laughs> It'll be yeah, helpful. Yeah. And so um, the, the uh, untold secret is, well, why would we permanently eliminate it? Well, it scores um, poorly, meaning mm-hmm. that if it's just eliminated for a year or two, it doesn't look like it's impacting the, the deficit very much. But if you permanently eliminate it, it, it scores poorly. And that's why Congress really hasn't had the stomach to permanently eliminate it. But this is not, this is very different than than tax reform, very different than other tax discussions. This is an additional tax. These companies are paying every other tax that any other industry is paying. They're paying property tax, they're paying tax on their their profit, they're paying all of these other taxes. This is on top of all of that, this additional tax, uh, all under the guise of lowering the cost of health care. Right. If you're just joining us, we have Representative John Curtis joining us from Washington, uh, where he took to the floor of the House yesterday. Uh, so, Representative, tell us, what is the uh, what is the path forward? Is is there a, a path? Do you have colleagues on both sides of the aisle that you think you can uh, move this thing forward this time around? Well, we have a little bit of a train wreck coming on January 1st of next year. That's when the tax yes. comes back into effect. So I have no doubt that we'll have the momentum to postpone it again. But that's really the wrong answer. The, the right answer is a, a permanent uh, removal of the tax. Because think, again, if you're one of these companies and you're trying to plan, you're trying to decide, do we hire new employees? Do we invest in new facilities? The uncertainty that comes with this tax keeps them off of making these investments and these decisions. Yeah. So I'm hopeful I can uh, help my colleagues realize the difference between just postponing it two years and permanently eliminating it a much better decision to permanently eliminate it. Yeah. Again, if you're just joining us, we have Representative John Curtis on the line talking about uh, his proposal to repeal the medical device tax uh, permanently, not just kicking it down the road. Uh, Representative Curtis, you, you have a unique perspective, I think, from many of your colleagues in Congress in that you you get small business, you get innovation, you get R&D, and uh, you talk about this idea of uncertainty uh, and how crippling that can be for a business. So we, we always have that conversation when we're talking about big tax reform uh, or health care, the uncertainty in the marketplace. Uh, how can getting this uh, medical device tax repealed permanently eliminate some of that uh, uncertainty and that would lead to jobs, innovation, better health care results uh, for patients? You know, you, you hit it right on the head. When I talk to companies and um find out, you know, what, what we're doing that's helping or what we're doing that's hurting. Any uncertainty that Congress introduces into their lives hurts them. Tariffs is a really good example of this. I've, I've heard companies say, just rip the Band-Aid off. <laughs> you know, don't, don't, 
move one way or another, but don't leave us in this world of not knowing, because we don't know if we need to develop new supply chains. We don't know if we need to raise our prices. We don't know if we need to develop new product. And, and this medical device tax is much like that. It leaves them in this stage of uncertainty. And so that's the big mistake in just repealing this a year at a time or two years at a time is um, it, they, they end up not making those investments because of the uncertainty, uh, even if even if we just keep moving the tax back and they don't pay it, which is what happens, they're not they're still not making those investments and we're losing that innovation. Yeah. Okay. Very good. Representative John Curtis, we always appreciate your insight uh, and your standing up really for the, the Utah innovators, uh, particularly in the medical device space. Uh, anything else we should be watching as uh, we kind of come down the home stretch this week uh, before uh, recess takes place? Well, I'm glad I mean, you asked that because it is a very volatile week uh, in terms of voting. We think we're going to be voting on the budget in the next couple of hours. Uh, that budget has not been in our hands very long, and most of my colleagues are struggling to make it through the hundreds of pages to see what's really in there. And yet we have a vote uh, facing us in, uh, in a very short period of time. I've talked to a lot of my colleagues who are very conflicted um, on this, and um It'll be interesting to see uh, where everybody ends up. I, I, in many cases, I still don't know where a lot of my colleagues are on this. Yeah, I, I think as we look at the budget, I think that's such a challenge between having the uh, no cap on the debt ceiling until uh, July 31st of uh, 2021, I think is a is a challenging component. And I'm sure there's a little bit of spending here and there that you'd probably take a, a scalpel to for sure. Exactly. And this is where I, I'd love to just shout from the housetops. Can we not? duplicate what we're doing in Utah. It doesn't seem that hard, right? I mean, our, I just have to give huge kudos to our, our state uh, elected leaders who guide us through this very, very difficult process, making hard decisions, uh, postponing uh, what needs to be postponed until we have the money. And they just do a, a magnificent job. And I, I wish we could duplicate that here in Washington. Yeah. Well, we appreciate you taking the uh, Utah model to Washington. We'll wish you good luck as you uh, storm towards Thanks, uh, lots of votes today. And uh, as always, appreciate your time. Representative John Curtis, great insight. Right. Thank you, boy. All right. There he goes, uh, Representative John Curtis. When we come back, uh, we'll start to break down a little bit what happened in the Mueller hearings yesterday. We'll get some Utah perspective at the top of the hour from uh, Congressman Chris Stewart. Don't go anywhere. This is Boyd Matheson, opinion editor of the Deseret News. Stay with us on Inside Sources on KSL News Radio.